but his first name is Sean, so they didn't do anything crazy with, like, you know, we're in the midst of having a lot of people have babies, and um, people, you know, Kent and I like to complain openly about what people name their children. <laughs> okay, right. Well, we don't know how open we've been about it. I mean, it, we haven't been, like, naming names, but now we can. The podcast is live now, so <laughs> we can be on the record about what's um, what's the worst baby name you've heard? <laughs> like, that you've ever heard. That you made you heard. like... Like when you say baby, do they have? Or, you know, it could be an adult. It just an adult, like any name. Oh. Because they were once a baby. Some of the terribly old fashioned ones are just a bit ridiculous what? these days. Like Barbara? Barbara or. Nancy? Huck. Huck? That's actually Toby's child in the West Wing. But those kind of, like, to go back to, like, we're going to call him Archie or, you um, know. I like Archie, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the, the impetus for Is it like kind of it's kind of economics? A, like, let's go back to. No, I think it's the opposite. It's a very liberal thing to do. Okay. To be like, I'm, I've read, I've read books, old books. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to name well, like my characters Atticus. after Atticus. Yeah. I'm going to name my characters after. Yeah. My children after characters. That is, yes. My characters. After, after, call them. After I think, children I think it's a good idea to call them characters, though. Yeah. Like, this character. <laughs> this character. <laughs> what I'm thinking for this character What I'm thinking is. for this character is we'll give it this name, but that means we're going to like it to be this kind of person. Um, I was looking at old family trees, and I found some good ones in there, like Alpheus. Oh my god. Alpheus. Alpheus. A L P H E U S. Oh. Alpheus. Alpheus. Vashti. What? Oh, I like that one. Love. Vashti. Love. There was someone named Love, but her last name was Pitts. So her name was Love Pitts. <laughs> oh my god. Rooksby. I got, I got a I got a Rooksby. football in the Love Pits one time and it <laughs> really hurt. Like it was <laughs> painful. Yeah, Love Pits. I know someone called Blevin. Blevin, which Blevin. I think is a weird name. That's a very near yeah. weird name. That seems like a that weird thing that happens with your mouth. It sounds like a panic name. Like they just, what do you want to name yourself? Blevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blevin. She, she's lovely. I should say that. Um, oh, but, did you know if it was a girl or a guy? Yeah, yeah. I actually might have said a guy. Yeah, it's um, Blevin. I suppose it starts out girl and ends up guy. Yeah, like blossom. Blahmed, Blah Blevin. I think like you want one. I think that just has like kind of all copy. You know, like a lot of like um, you know, like chins. Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of too much. Like too much consonants. Oh yeah, too much in there. Well, Bilf. To be fair, you were someone with a spare consonant in <laughs> yeah. his name. Owen I, Owen Quinn is our guest today. Hello. Owen spelled E O G H A N. I, one of my uh, American friends said, all I need is the O and the N. Yeah. And like all the other letters are just kind of <laughs> superfluous. Super- yeah. Have you Did- enjoyed growing up with that, with your name being that? I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think actually it's like just strange enough that you kind of get maybe that little bit of attention. That's mm-hmm. nice. You get to have mm. a conversation about it, but it's not crazy enough that it gets really tiresome. Like yeah. you have to be, yes, my name is like... Yeah. There's a girl I know in in the La 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 choir whose name is Orna, mm-hmm. but it's O D H A R A I R N A I T. It's like you need <laughs> O R N A. That's all yeah. you needed from that. Orna. Orna. I've never heard that name before. But it's Orna. Orna. Yeah. Orna. And 
Annie, you're pregnant. Yes. It's Annie. fair it's to pregnant. say. It's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. At this stage, it's fair to say, yeah. So and are you, is this, are you, do you have baby names in mind? No, but that's why we've asked we, you here today. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Depending on how well you do, there could be a baby named after you by the end of this episode. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Owen is a writer, a performer, a PhD studier. <laughs> yes, I study yes. people who do PhDs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just studying other people's PhDs. A drummer, I learned recently. I oh. didn't know that. Yeah. Not a do you have a band at the moment? or No, I used to play um, with a band in Dublin called Turning Down Sex. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was kind of like a grind, grindy kind of... Uh, grindy doesn't really describe anything. <laughs> Just like a heavy kind of band. Um, yeah. Which like heavy fun. guitars, kind of... Yeah, like loud and distortion. very fast. Um, right. So we got to play with a lot of very cool bands, but we haven't played in a while because I, I live in the United States. And actually, so does the bassist now as well. Do you live in the same city? We actually do, yeah. We live like 10 minutes away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I don't even know if he has his... I think he has his bass with him, but... Um, I haven't played in a while. I got a drum kit in my apartment. Yes. But it's really just for the purpose of pissing off. Neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's hard. that's a hard one to travel with, the the drums. Yeah, you can't like whip it out of the party. Unless like, it's like yeah. Yeah. one. Exactly. <laughs> Unless it's a bongos or something. It's mm. much harder to... Mm. But it, yeah, bongos could be even more annoying though than a full drum kit to your neighbors, depending. Yeah, because yeah. bong- bongos have like tones quite clearly so like if you were a room away from a bongo player you'd be hearing a lot of like i mean they're still not as loud as the drums though right? no that's yeah. true there's actually and as well there's none of not the same amount of bass so it probably wouldn't carry this is it there's a guy in the apartment above me who has a drum kit <laughs> yeah yeah and actually he plays like the exact opposite like I, I always cover my drums with lots of stuff, so no one hears. Yeah. You know, I'm not that, I'm not very good or anything, but you know, I just like patter away. Yeah. But he kind of sits up, and you just hear like, <laughs> like, like he's just like working out the drum solo of like the fastest metal. He's song. actually doing it. Yeah, he's he's living the dream. Yeah. I I got a djembe drum recently. I'm oh. not. I'm not. Do you play yeah. drums? No, oh. I'm not very skilled. Like I like to hit things. Hit mm. things. No, I, I mean I, I have a guitar yeah. and I have harmonica and stuff I mostly sample stuff so I've written you know you I'm working on it I have my body. voice and my body mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, I kind of think of it as like okay I'm not going to play it extremely awful hours and I'm not going to play for that long as well it's like 10 minutes so you can that's it you know it's not going to be an hour the problem is like you just don't improve that's probably true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you play for like 10 minutes at a time, you kind of sit down, you play the first thing that comes to your head. Yeah. And you're like, yes, I, that I'm thing that I've been playing it. for two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I have a guitar and I really enjoy playing it. And I will make an effort to learn a new song occasionally, but right. then I end up playing that song for like four months. Yeah. Right. Plus some of my, you know, usuals. And I think mm. it does. My husband was like, "You should really learn some new songs." I was like, <laughs> "I am learning one new song a year, yeah. so back off." Yeah, yeah. But I do. I won't ever really play more than an hour max. Yeah, that's totally still. Day. My still dad kind of plays the saxophone. Yeah, and uh, he still will whip out the Pink Panther theme tune, which is what he kind of learned <laughs> quite early on. But it's like, you know, a full, a safe fullback. But sometimes I would like to, to see a father-son sax drum band. Drum band. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he's definitely gestured at that before, mm. but I think mostly because he wants me to like be a human metronome for him. 
um, which is a, so just give me a little tip 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 yeah tip. yeah while he does his scales yeah. um, but uh, while well, you're studying a PhD at the moment mm-hmm. what's that in it's in English literature um, <laughs> so it's Super you, useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but you're gonna know a lot of good character names by the end of it. Well, this is it. Yeah, uh, this is it. I'll be able to character uh, baby names. Yeah, it's um. So I I I I started at doing uh 17th century political writing, mm, right? Um, which obviously is really important to everyone. <laughs> and um, then now I kind of write about. I'm kind of do more contemporary stuff, and I write about difficulty in literature. So I'm kind of just like I've just kind of gotten to the point where I have the elevator pitch a little right, bit better, yeah. so I can just say, "Oh, I write about difficulty," even though that I don't write anything. Really. <laughs> no, I don't write. Anything. Yeah, but that's the difficulty, as in difficulty in writing or difficulty of a character. Um, difficulty in writing, like as in you know when you get like say Gertrude Stein or um, T.S. Eliot or just like a comp like difficult oh, authors yeah, and kind of yeah, how yeah, that yeah. becomes important to art in the I 20th am century very much against difficulty really yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very much like. I just read um, a Virginia Woolf book for a book club oh. I just had to read Mrs. Dalloway Love for my Mrs. book club Dalloway. and um, I'd read it in high school but I don't think I did read it if you know what I mean like yeah. I think I didn't actually get through it mm-hmm. myself in high school so I was a little bit like when I heard it was that I was like Oh, God. But I got through it this time by my sister, who's an English teacher, teaches high school in the States, um, was like, don't try to, like, focus on what you're not getting. Just go with it. Yeah. But she's a a person I find difficult. And I found it still difficult, but I enjoyed it a lot more. That's Mm -hmm. great. uh, That sounds like very good advice. Just kind of let it carry you. Just go and, like, focus on what you like. And if you don't get it or you don't like it, just keep on keeping on, Keep on like, don't get frustrated yeah yeah um and it actually was great but then it is great mm-hmm. to talk about it so i think there's something about when you're dealing with the difficult writers mm-hmm. talking about them talking it out and right. is really important well there's kind of a theory that it's like it, there's a neurological base obviously i don't know anything about neuroscience but that like basically it's it, it invokes like the fight or flight response you know when you read something basically you're not finding the pattern that would allow you to make meaning in the way you would normally make meaning. So you basically, your brain goes, okay, I'm either gonna get really angry, yeah, um, or I'm going to kind of laugh at this. It's yeah. like, I'm either going to ridicule it and find reasons why I think it's stupid, or I'm gonna just get really angry at how frustrating it is. I would probably do both. I do, I, I think everyone, you know, I yeah. certainly do, like I get, you know, cause it's really fun, it's really easy, to take the piss out of things <laughs> that are like super complicated yeah yeah because um, immediately people some things are very pretentious but immediately people assume that there's a pretense to yeah anything that's difficult yeah um who's your favorite difficult writer um on this bloomsday oh it is bloomsday um oh, yeah. i my favorite I like john milton like paradise lost oh. right which is difficult in a very particular way which is that like it would be easy if you went to grammar school in 1620. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd be able yeah. to be like, oh, that's referencing oh, this yeah. thing that yeah. I... But and if you read the Bible and if you... Exactly. Oh, that kind of thing. Yeah, if you, had, like, mm. if, you, if you had a kind of reading knowledge of Aramaic, you'd be like, oh, deadly. <laughs> Great reference. <laughs> <laughs> I see what he did there. Yeah, but that's a, it's a kind of like achievable difficulty in that kind of, at least theoretically, you could look up every footnote and understand this thing in the way that like a Gertrude Stein who I also really enjoy she writes in a way where there's not necessarily 
a clear meaning that is being obscured. It's like the actual texture of the language itself is kind of um, kind of kind of complicates the idea that there even is a meaning there to yeah. get, which is kind of you're on another level there. It's not like oh, this is not written clearly enough. It's like this is a text that's kind of about being frustrated or right. it's about kind of creating an emotion in you rather than kind of delivering you an idea with languages that kind of... And explaining mm. something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is, um, yeah, it's a tricky thing. I, my sister and brother went to a boarding school whereby when they were in their final year, they were able to, uh, this one teacher would pick a, a difficult book and focus on it for the semester so like three and a half months right and so when my sister was there it was Ulysses and so she did all of Ulysses for three and a half months and then when my brother was there it was uh, Paradise Lost oh wow Um, and I just think that's such a good way to to do it because I think there aren't like I'm never going to read Paradise Lost or Ulysses unless it's in that kind of a like intense my friends in DC have a book club and um, they're reading Infinite Jest, but the book club is just Infinite Jest. Oh, right. Okay. Like, that's the only book yeah. they're reading, and they're going to stick with it for as long as they get through it, and then maybe pick another book, or they'll all hate each other and walk away. Right. Is I, it actually infinite? Like, it's infinite. No. It's infinitely long. Mm-hmm. And infinitely funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, like... It's one big joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one massive joke. Um, I think part of the problem is that people... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just a uh, just imagining an endless joke. Just like, so a horse. Never, never getting man, to the end of it. Yeah, like yeah. Paddy, 18th century Prussia. <laughs> you know, you go through every nation that's ever existed. Yeah, or could conceivably exist. Yeah, walk into a bar, yeah. uh, a church, synagogue. Yeah, etc. Sorry, well, I was going to... I don't know, I totally derailed you, sorry. I was, what I was thinking was that, that I think sometimes the problem is that people... I was talking to my dad about this today because we were kind of walking around Sandy Cove enjoying Bloomsday and we were talking about Ulysses and how difficult it is to read and I was kind of... I think part of the problem is people assume like all... all books, all novels anyway, are kind of version... or like... Because we have the word novel, it's almost like they're all versions of the same type of thing. Mm. Which means that, like, if Infinite Jest takes three months to read and, um, you know, Tuesdays with Mari takes, like, a week, that, like, there's some really clear um, way in which one is better or harder or more pretentious. But I'm kind of... Yeah. I kind of feel like all things are require different kinds of attention and, you know, I think it's really fun to take three months to read a book and I also think it's great to just, like, get an airport novel and... Yeah. I don't know why they can't just all coexist. You know, you can have all different yeah. types of yeah. reading, like reading kind of a text or yeah. something. No, yeah. I think I think it's important to have all that kind of, mm. or just to read an, an article or a magazine or... Yeah. Like, I always find it really a relief when I finished a book to buy like a Vanity Fair right. or Vogue and just read whatever in that and kind of not have a continuous story for... Especially yeah. after like bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when you finish something sort of large. Yeah. Especially if you've really loved it and the characters are hard to say goodbye to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't, I can't meet anybody new yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready to move on from the heartbreak. Speaking of um, it, uh, writing, mm. difficult things, mm-hmm. myself and Owen are working on a project at the moment along mm-hmm. with uh, Sonia Kelly, who's been on the show before, and Dylan Corbin Gray, who has not, but maybe well, we shall get him on someday. Um, so you shout out, you only get one, Dylan. You, you only get this, one. Right. 
Dan Connolly's directing it, who's been on the show before. Yeah. It's a trivia It's a trivia uh, project in Nightmare. a way. Wow. <laughs> Um, John Dorn's in it what yes do you have oh everyone before yeah Great. god we've had everyone we've on we've had everyone on wow. we've done Dublin yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna have to yeah. set our sights we're flying people over from New York mm-hmm. these days <laughs> yeah. uh, especially yeah. for this but it's so we're kind of um, we started started writing almost from scratch on um, Monday I mean just my the, the four of us Drinking four writers no it's alright you can drink stay hydrated yeah it's important uh, it's called Questlove yes it's with Collapsing Horse mm-hmm. and um, yeah we have like a reading of whatever the fuck we're coming up with <laughs> yeah on the and does this have anything to do with Questlove the drummer yeah well well um, that's uh and can we, we get can't him spoil on trivia the surprise, okay. but fair maybe enough. fair enough but, uh no is uh, well yes in that i i was i love quest love yeah and it was this kind of project has to do with quests so I yes. was, we were trying to desperately think of a name for it and i was like quest love <laughs> and then dan collie like a day later uh was like there's a guy called quest love you know, like, oh, yeah. no. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he's like, mm. ah, I see. <laughs> the, yeah, drumming, gotcha. the drumming comes back. Um, yeah. Did you know that Questlove is a real foodie and has, oh. like, a whole foodie blog? No way. Yeah, and when um, occasionally Jimmy Fallon will have, um, if he has, like, a, a chef guest on, mm-hmm. um, they will each cook their version of something and make Questlove uh, blindly taste test oh, wow. what they've made. Mm. Um Anyway, that's just. I have a quest love story. Hit us. Um, Do you know the song "The Seed 2.0" by The Roots with Cody Chestnut? Yeah, it's such a good song. Apparently, right, if you listen to that, there's like the bass drum pattern. This is so dorky. (laughs) The bass drum pattern in the first like four bars or something is is different to the whole rest of the song, and apparently it's because Questlove came in, like did one take, and was like, "I have a date, so just use that take," and uh, and he changed. Halfway through. So he basically just kind of fucked up the very start and was like, listen, it doesn't, it'll be fine. <laughs> and left and you can still hear I've it. got somewhere to be. Yeah, i got somewhere to Weird. something to do. But they couldn't even, oh, I guess yeah, they were playing it live, they couldn't have just looped. It's on the CD. Yeah, you can't hear it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's it's like, I think, I think Did it's you like, hear it though, like on Spotify or something? Because it's definitely on the CD, but would they have like... No, I think it's like, I think it's just part of the song. It's like, it's barely, not. it's like... Mm. It's like kind of the bass drum pattern is like boom boom to boom boom, and I think like the first time he just goes like boom boom to boom or something like that, you know. So yeah, it's like just yeah. missing one little bass drum beat. Yeah, um, I could be completely wrong. I could have made. But is it, does up. that tune as well on the album start like with a false start? That's also on that album as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I haven't listened to it in a while. It's phrenology, yeah, they stop, and then they start yeah. again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Um, and also, uh, Questlove's thing about Prince is very good. Oh, really? The end, he does a, there's it? an animated story on YouTube about him meeting Prince, or going to a Prince gig and wanting to meet him. And Anyway, I won't spoil it for you, but it's great. Okay, okay. definitely so check things out. to Google so, after the show. What we're writing is not about Questlove. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's not about a We're still man. in the process of writing. Like, we haven't started the uh, individually writing this thing yet, but... Um, so, so the idea should should be, be, yeah. is, like, the... Um, I guess for people listening is that it's like it's like we get together like a TV writer's room would mm. a group of writers together to conceive a kind of a big story 
yeah. and then break it into episodes and write yeah. each of the episodes. Which weirdly, I don't think. I mean, I'm very ignorant of this now. I'm sure it's been done loads of times, but I don't really. It's certainly not something that seems to be done often in theater. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it's kind of an you know trying to bring that. What what can you end up writing for the theater if you kind of follow that? mold I guess yeah it's rarely yeah. done for the theatre actually that idea of writing with a bunch of different people and breaking it down like that yeah. even apart from musicals even you don't often get co-writers like no. two writers yeah writing we did like in Collapsing Horse we do really we do a lot of collaboration but yeah. not a lot of like you wouldn't get like a lot of writers that's the thing yeah. or you do you know you're building a show but there's not necessarily a writer who's yeah or a group of writers who's yeah. saying like here's the script then right that sort of yeah. comes from actors more I love the idea that you'd go to the theatre a few times following the same characters or the same story there's something really Mm. like nice about that speaking of I have a lending gift for you that I was talking about (laughs) that is of that don't let me forget to give it to you after the show no one's allowed to know what it is it's a book it's a play it's three plays where you follow the same characters you can see one of the you can see one of them or you can see all three of them and you can see all three of them in different days or one day like usually Mm. when they do what they do it's Brilliant. The, the Norman Conquest, yeah. which you mentioned on the podcast, I, I think, before. Yeah. Okay, wow. cool. I'll take a read. Um, Who's yeah. the writer? Um, it's just there. We can get it out. We can have a read of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, doing, we act it out. Yeah, we can act out. We can act it out from top to bottom. It's a it's a British um, writer. You writer, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, baby brain and Alan Akebourne. Yeah. Oh. It's very very funny, and I don't know how best to read them. If you know what I mean, like I don't know how you would read them. Right. I bought it because I was so gobsmacked. I saw all three in one day, and I just thought it was the most brilliant. Like it was oh, just wow. one of the most brilliant days of the theater at the theater because it's hilarious. It's like a sitcom, <laughs> but basically mm. each play tells you. You know, it'll say it takes place at this time in the morning, this time in the afternoon, then the next day at this time, and then the next day at this time. Okay. So you're watching all the same characters in one room at different times over the course of this weekend, and oh, then the wow. next play takes place in a different part of the house. During, so you can kind of mix and match what's happening in other rooms at different times okay. and who knows what went but even it just I'd say the dining room is the funniest yeah. of the three okay but you could see them in any you know yeah. in a combination yeah. yeah that sounds brilliant it is and it is so and so I bought it because I was like I have to figure out how he did this and I still can't right. I, mean, I have no idea yeah, well yeah. the Daily Mail here called it a landmark of theatrical achievement yeah sometimes you, yeah I don't know about you but sometimes you're like oh I've got this amazing idea but it's so complicated that I I'm just, just not gonna do it even start I'm just gonna take a nap yeah instead. this yeah. is so clever if I actually did this yeah, yeah I don't know if I can but I think yeah. like I also I do love the idea that you go back and watch um something again with the same mm. character or see a different character who's not a big part in something be a yeah. bigger part in something else that's mm. yeah that's that's actually so good we were kind of we were talking about one thing that got us kind of into it was like the idea that you'd have an omnibus at the end mm-hmm. which I kind of find funny mm-hmm. as well that you'd have like these actors live doing like three hours yeah. of thing they've only done once before each, yeah. each episode you know there's something very very it's very like open it's very communal or something you know like the idea that you have the same audiences coming back yeah, I mean I yeah, think yeah. in it Dublin is, like yeah. the scene is pretty convivial you know like yeah. people do know each other and yeah. I like that idea that you kind of or yeah like I had this long talk with Shane O'Reilly about this idea for the fringe which again was like so complicated that we're like we're never going <laughs> yeah, to do, do this but the idea of sort of like a sitcom where you get about like 10 different writers, you get mm. a core group of like stock sitcom characters, yeah. a core group, and 
everybody you and you get like 10 writers to write 10 episodes for this core group but then you can have other people doing like um guest star appearances and you know it's like the yeah. upstairs neighbor the downstairs neighbor but then it could be like the simpsons where like one takes place in space right but like it always sort of resets to like this family same mm. like kind of family dynamic or the okay. same kind of thing and then at the end like the last night of the fringe you do the big you do them all like all day long yeah. okay yeah. So, yeah like each is like half an hour long so you do like five hours of this show that sounds um, brilliant. Which would be so fun, but then again, like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you even yeah. start? Yeah, where do and you? How, if you're paying that many people for that many, like, forget it. Like, there's no way. But, um, but if anyone wants to fund that, we could yes. start yeah. work on that. If ASAP. anyone wants to come to our thing, what's the date of the reading? It's the, the 26th. 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 It's a Sunday, I think. In the Sugar In Club. The sugar club. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, what time? Sure. Ooh. Ooh. You're really asking a few questions <laughs> there. I think it's 6 p.m. I think. 6. Okay. I think it's early ish. Early ish. I, I honestly, because I feel. Uh, well, I'm used. Look it up. Yeah, look it up. Here, come you know, on. Internet. Okay. What you, yeah. We're not going to Google stuff for you. I actually am really excited about it. I know, I shouldn't say actually, like, I should just be really excited about it, but I do, th- I do <laughs> think it'll be really. Yeah. It's like I'm looking forward to writing my one, but I'm, I'm especially looking forward to hearing your Sonia's and Dylan's, you know? I've learned so much in the last few days just talking to you guys, like, so many kind of interesting. There's some yeah. great. Because, like, I think we're writing, it's, like, there's no, there's no right way to do it. No. So it's just interesting to hear other people's ways of doing it, yeah. you know, and just being like, that's it's way better. It's interesting as well, the four of us, the overlaps and the differences. Like, there's, mm. I would have similarities with all of the other three, um, but, and differences with everyone. Like, I'm not like, yeah, I'm particularly that writer or that writer, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's, it's Could interesting. Could you each think of um, a famous writer to compare yourself to? So that the audience gets a better idea of what mm. they might be able to expect. Um, it's a dangerous <laughs> question. Yeah, I would have to say William Shakespeare. <laughs> Obviously, one of you has to be Beckett. <laughs> one of you has to be Beckett. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we should think of each other. Yeah, you're not allowed to pick your own. Yeah. You would be... <laughs> uh, I will put you in a kind of... Maybe Terry Pratchett, Spike Milligan kind okay. of thing is what I would think mm-hmm. of. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, I've only seen a couple of things that you've done, but, like, a lot of fun characters. Mm. Like, and, and the way we've been writing in the thing as well is, like, enter this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about this guy? It's, yeah. It's uh, through composing, like, where I just don't think... I'm such a convoluted writer. I'm like, well, the best way to end the scene would be to introduce this <laughs> this series of ghosts from earlier <laughs> to yeah. tie it up. Yeah. I think you, Mark, would maybe be George Bernard Shaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, that's the impression, you know... Like, for the I, modern I age. I don't for even know if I've, if I've read or seen... George Bernard Shaw just kind of good but, good yeah. old farce really yeah, good yeah, farce that, you know? that definitely yeah yeah um, um, to, to say some of the things that you've written um, if people don't know uh, so you wrote um, Monster Clock mm-hmm. uh, Distance from the Event and Bears in Space yep yeah those are the three that like do you write stuff in college as well maybe um, the three no actually, no. no yeah, yeah. 
we just kind of started doing months. I actually wrote my, we did months when I was still in college. Oh, right. So I was in fourth year of college, right. I think. Yeah, we did it during like my final exams, which is so oh, yeah, bad a call. Yeah, uh, I think maybe I knew that, yeah. Um, I didn't know it was done before. But as I, I kind of said, you know, in the room this week, I don't feel like, I feel like the writer tag doesn't fit quite right with just the way we work in class yeah. you know i feel i feel very much like a scripter or so i yeah. sorry that's really wanky sounding but you know like or or an editor in a way like yeah that like i don't feel like it's like my vi- my play you know my vision stage it it's kind of like we all talk it out and i kind of do the text and someone else builds the set and there's kind of yeah um i guess obviously you end up fashioning a lot of it because of the because text is text i guess but um yeah do you know i don't Maybe maybe di- distance from the event was a bit more of like a, like my play, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but some bears and and monster clock are both kind of more like jamming out jokes and me trying to get them down and kind of just put some sort of fr- like narrative on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, like how how do people get from A to B and how do we get to introduce you know characters who have no faces and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's go for some questions. How about that? How do you feel about questions? I uh, I are you a quiz fan? Pop quizzes. Um, I I'm a big fan of um, University Challenge, or was, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, I don't get to see it in, in America very much. Um, I uh, also like those those on YouTube. There are. Yeah, I've actually for my sins watched YouTube's <laughs> University yeah, Challenge. Yeah. So lame. Um, I also like Countdown. Right. Though I'm really bad at Countdown. Nah, it's not my... I never yeah, get above, like, five. Thing. I can't yeah, do I do okay with the maths, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I can't... I can't begin... You know, the maths, I'm like, okay. But it's like, I'm watching... Like, I don't watch regular Countdown, but I watch 8 out of 10 Cats does oh, Countdown. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it... Like, you're there for the jokes, but, like, it's still... I'm like, I'm like, I don't care, but I still feel the need to, like... Alright, let's fucking figure this out then. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah, I better figure out this puzzle, even though it doesn't matter. But see, I you think know? the problem with countdown is like I I have no like every single time I have the same it's like that that thing of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this time I'll just look at the letters yeah. and they'll create a word in my brain. Yeah. But like there's obviously some method you're supposed to you know or some sort of method you should apply yeah. but I just like okay if I look okay I'm like there's a P don't, uh, don't focus don't focus yeah the word pop particularly up. when they're picking the letters like consonant okay now I'll take a vowel so like, how are you deciding this yeah, <laughs> like, what yeah. is the what depending on what um, if you like those have you ever seen Only Connect yeah, yeah. my parents love Only yeah. that is tough we tried to do some of that one. in the states Mark yeah. introduced my mother to it because you can play it online my husband are obsessed yeah um, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. It yeah. is. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Are they um, Nigerian lakes? <laughs> <laughs> Increasing in size as they go westward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by order of when they were included in a west survey. Yeah, basically. All right. The first question is geography. Name. This is a difficult one. I would think. Okay. Uh, depending on your knowledge of soap operas, and we're all playing together. We're all playing together. Okay, okay. Don't no pressure. No pressure. Name either of the streets, Annie. You will definitely get this. Name either of the streets <laughs> at the two ends of Coronation Street. Oh my god! <laughs> I have no idea. I have, um, like, 
trying to think of pun. Pre-coronation street. Inauguration street. Yeah. Or yeah. Prince Dale. Something yeah. having to do with a royal family member. Oh, you reckon? I don't know. Um, but coronation, because that's what? about. Yeah. Is it the Rover's Return? Is that the one on Coronation Street? Is there East I have Enders? never watched the Coronation Wolf? Street. Oh, there's Coronation Chicken. Yes. I, so love, like I love Chicken Lane. Chicken Lane. Chicken and chicken and like, Lane. What are the other kind of mayonnaised chickens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. chicken salad. It's Tika. Yeah. Tika Lane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think what anybody's well going to have a an idea for bun. this. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, we're not close. <laughs> huh? Yeah. What? That's surprising. <laughs> what? Uh, a clue for what? I mean, I can't even get to Rosamond Street. Rosamond, Rosamond Pike or something? She's an actor. But anyway, the other one is uh, a way of moving water. Like, Book. naturally? Like a river? Or like a Just a pail? Uh, like a river, but high up. A waterfall? No. Oh. High up? Like yes. A, like a spring? No, like a... Canal? A like a high up canal? Like a high up canal? <laughs> yeah. A, oh, um, I'm thinking of like an aqueduct? Yes. Is it actually, aqueduct? That is, aqueduct is, is the correct term. Actually, I was thinking of an aqueduct, but it's actually a viaduct. What's a viaduct? What's a viaduct? Is that the no same idea. as an aqueduct? Or is that a... I don't know. Oh, anyway, man. it's Viaduct Street. This is, this is Street. leading to more questions than Rosamond yeah. Street and Viaduct Street. Have you ever watched soap operas or gone into soap operas? Have I ever watched soap operas? Oh. Um, have I you ever it, written for a soap opera? No, I actually haven't. Um, I didn't, again, I didn't want to say it actually. <laughs> like, as if I would get the invite. Um, I had the odd time. Do you know what I used to watch? I used to watch Dream Team. Remember Dream Team? No, no. no that, that it's a it was yeah. a Sky One soap opera based in a, a football club. Oh yeah, um, where the, the entire squad of the football club kind of periodically died in tragedies. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it was like the entire squad would die in a plane crash, except for like one character. It would be amazing if it was a soap opera called Dream Team, but it it, it did like di- like it was. It was like Jacob's Ladder, like it, la- it lived in dreams. Like, <laughs> yeah. just like I monsters think half the time. They're dreaming they're of just staying alive. I think they're that's what they're. <laughs> they're just like I hope to God that I don't die a horrible death. Yeah. I've never really watched soap operas either. Like I remember yeah. watching some when I'd be home from school, sick. You know, like the daytime yeah. soaps. But they're quite different in the states. They're very different in the states, yeah, and it's not—they're never on in the evenings. Like However, days of our lives yeah, days of our lives, the bold and the beautiful, okay. the young and the restless—they're all really good looking, and it's very misty yeah. camera, and it's all tape. You know, like it's not on film, so it looks—it's got that weird sort of almost cheap look. Yeah, to yeah. It. Mm. Um, and everyone wears a lot of makeup, men and women. Mm, yeah. Um, and you know, people come back from the dead or like you know, buried alive. And it's funny the people that okay. were on soap operas. Like you can, I saw a clip of Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, yes. And Jimmy Moore was on a soap opera. Yeah, on the bold one. But yeah, Julianne Moore. Like after she's famous, returning to the soap opera that she was on. Did like, she? Yeah. Yeah. It's and James hard. Franco, really? after the fact, yeah, as an art project, one of his crazy art projects was like, I want to be on a soap opera. I can't remember very, which one. It's what, very but, hard yeah. to be on a soap opera because they film five days a week and you sort of only get the script the day before. Mm. You know, it's one of those Oof. like, it's a really hard, you get paid a shit ton of money, but it's very hard work and it's not great. 
There was one of those looking uh, <laughs> travel documentaries with like Clive James or something about a soap opera in some South American country that I can't remember, where they they film so much of it so fast that everyone just has has. Um, uh, speakers in their ears just telling them the lines and they're just repeating them. That's hilarious. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. I love it. That's awesome. Almost live. Yeah, yeah. Just like... Just say it. Just say it. Say it. Move on. Just, say it. Move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do enjoy Nashville, um, which I think is oh, is, is soap opera-y. Okay. And I it's, haven't seen it. It is very soap opera. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's less TV drama and more soap opera. Okay. You know, it's, it's verging towards... So, it's, okay. so it's very yeah over the top and stuff mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah slightly operatic okay mm-hmm. I love that but with country music so what could be better is it, so what's the premise the premise is they're two uh, country music stars okay um, one sort of Faith Hill type character and one kind of Taylor Swift type character and then everything around them okay And but the music is actually great they okay. write a lot of the music Tebow Burnett does all the music for the show okay so the music is actually very good Connie Britton and who's the young one? Connie Britton and Hayden Panettiere. Oh, Hayden Panettiere. Yes. That's speaking of cool names. Yeah. yeah. Although Panettiere could be like bread bin. It could be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, sounds, it sounds like some kind of French yeah. Canadian bread. It's almost a yeah, bread product. Like bread yeah. of the earth, like yeah. pomme de terre. Panettiere. Yeah. It's a, like bread, a we- it's like bread. a wedding present. Pan au chocolat is bread with. Uh, in chocolate so panotier is bread with a bit of dirt in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah dusted yeah. with a bit of dirt yeah speaking of uh, Nashville this is entertainment uh, okay which music video famously saw Sinead O'Connor shed a tear um, Owen you're younger than I you see this. this was big this. I do know this, this is not, nothing compares to you yes, right? yes. 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 Um, speaking of Prince Speaking of Prince, he it wrote was, it. He wrote, he wrote it. it. I, yeah. just, I didn't know until he died. Yeah. Oh, did you not no, know? No, I had yeah. no idea. No idea. Also, the inventor of TechSpeak, Prince. Nothing compares to you. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of that yeah. with a lot of his songs. Um, I remember when that song came out. My um, nanny in Los Angeles was obsessed with it, and when it would come on MTV, she'd have sort of MTV on mute. Mm-hmm. You know, while she'd be making her dinner, something yeah. the video would come on, and she'd like shut, 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 shut up. You have to like watch it. Mm. I need to watch it. Yeah, on her and I was like, it's black and white. Like I don't know what's going on. Like nothing's mm. happening. Mm. Compared to like any of the Michael Jackson videos, I didn't find it that exciting. Right. It's a it's an intense L song. It is. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a sad one. It's a great it is a great song. Though. It is, yeah. And it's a good video. Now I can appreciate it. Yeah. Um. It's the like two like you're expecting kind yeah. of more of like a ca- or a cadence or something, but she's kind of like. I was know. it written for her or was it just sort of she picked I it up? I get confused because he's definitely recorded it. I think. Actually, not definitely at all. Hear that Let me say definitely, and then immediately uh, backtrack on that. Don't anybody? I'm pretty sure. Fact check that. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think he he got upset about it. Mm. Yeah. Do you know? Here's a fun fact. Yeah. That bad. The song by Michael Jackson was written for Prince and Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah. Uh, but when Prince read it, the first lyric is "Your ass is mine," and he was like, "No, I'm not going to do that song." No. <laughs> What's, what, yeah. what did he find like the ownership of an ass the ownership of an ass I don't know if he thought it was a bit gay or something was, yeah, I'll sell just, you my ass your ass is mine he's like no I can't do this I can't song, do that so yeah it was going to be a duet and like challenge you challenge me like, and that, I'm and bad the, who's bad and the of. video with the dance off was going to be like the two of them cool yeah but um, 
I hope they're Prince doing that somewhere in Prince heaven. Prince wouldn't do it. I heard a re- I have a related bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. I heard that um, Pharrell, or maybe it was both both of the Neptunes, wrote um, Justified, the Justin Timberlake album, for Michael Jackson, and he turned it down, and they gave it to Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? I presume it wasn't called Justified before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not called Justified. That, that makes sense, though. Yeah. Jackson, Jacksonified. Ma- it was called Michael before. Jackson. Um, I, went, I did a pub quiz while I was home in the States um, of the past few weeks, and one of the questions was list six of Michael Jackson's... He had 11 number one singles. Mm-hmm. List six of them. Mm-hmm. And there were lots that you wouldn't expect, and we were really? wrong about. Yeah, we did not get six of the top eleven because there were yeah. some of them in the top eleven singles that I had never heard of. Oh, like Ben. You've ben. never heard of Ben? Ben? Like the Ben? The, 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 the two of us need look no more. Oh, That's when he was a yeah. kid. It's written about a rat. I think it's from a film called... It's written about a rat? Yeah, yeah. That's what they want you to think. It's about it's a pet rat. rat. Yes. But it had to be it's... Michael Jackson. It couldn't be any Jackson 5 songs. It had okay. to be Michael Jackson right. on his own. Yeah. Top, like, number one. And I think Bad wasn't on the list. Okay. Like, there were a few sort of obvious ones where you're like... Like, I thought Dirty Diana might be, but then I was like, that can't be. But then it was. Yeah. Like, the number one. Was yeah, Earth's song on there? No. But oh, Heal the, and Heal the World wasn't a number one, but... Um, Man in the Mirror was. Oh, uh, that's a great Man song. Man in the Mirror is a good song. Yeah, but I, everyone had forgotten about it, you know, because we yeah. were all sort of PYT. Yeah, you and, can, yeah, yeah, you can kind of get confused. Like yeah. it can be. It was a hard question. It can be weird, like with that maybe, and and films as well. Like you'll find like Shrek two, even or Shrek three, even though they were shit is like did well better at the box office because yeah. everyone would watch Shrek one on on DVD. Uh, yeah. right. It's like oh, we got to go and see. Yeah. So like that, like you know. The later Michael Jackson songs maybe can be bigger. But there were a lot of the slow ones. A lot of the slow kind really? of... Really? Yeah. yeah. They're often the poor ones, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, big time. Of Michael Jackson's. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, lo- I really like Michael Jackson, but I think it's easy to overlook that he had, like, lots of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's amazing human he's a being, obviously. Artist, but, but there was a lot of shit in there. Well, yeah. for example, like, Thriller was never a number one single. So right. Thriller was a number okay. one album, but never a number one single. Oh, okay. That's weird, right. Which is yeah. totally weird. Yeah. That is weird. Billie Jean? That was. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah. yeah. We got that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> the collaboration. The two, yeah, they did yeah. two collaborations. Yeah, yeah. The Girl Is Mine. Does that count? I no, it had to be just Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Nor would Say 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 then. All right, let's uh, Say 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 the history question. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unbelievable segue. Which, this is British poli- This is British current, so. Okay. Which politician became known as Bambi? Hmm. I don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, I feel like this is something my dad would Was it Bambi because hearing. his mother got shot? <laughs> I... Because that does not narrow it down for me. Um, It'll be on it. Was it Bambi because of his long legs and big brown eyes? Yep. Uh, Gordon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Hmm. I'm, I'm popping out of this one. Was it Shadow Chancellor David Bambi? <laughs> <laughs> he became known as <laughs> Mr. Bambi. Uh, Just Bambi. What? Who? I feel like it's something to do with the name. Bamba Gascoigne, I think, was the presenter of University Challenge. I don't think that's... 
What? Um, I I feel like I've heard bon- this yeah. name, but I I'm, who's I, the guy who who said the Rivers of Blood speech? Do you know that from like the seventies or something? Not sure. No. No. Uh, mm. I'm gonna. I guess we should guess. Yeah. Um, These cards are fairly recent as well, so it could be somebody recent. Yeah. Bambi. Um. Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I, I just no I don't want to embarrass myself. I'm tapped okay. out. Oh, Tony Blair. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. Why? I mean, that's someone that I've definitely heard of and never heard of referred to as Bambi. <laughs> no. yeah. So I don't know how well he was. Is that what George Bush called, called Bambi? Yeah, maybe. Somebody faked these conversations between Bill Clinton and Tony Blair on the internet, like. Just said, oh, they've released the tapes from um, the the <laughs> the beast or whatever it's called, the the, the president's phone. <laughs> just like I don't know, they're just ridiculous uh, at how stupid they're playing, uh, <laughs> portraying Bill Clinton to be, and people kind of bought into. It, it was like, oh my god, people Look straight on this. Facebook with it, like yeah, yeah, guys, guys. So, you guys. Like this, I was reading, like, it cannot be true, surely. <laughs> Shit, I, can, I wish I could remember what so he was talking about. It's so good to walk that line yeah. between, like, it could possibly... Uh, yeah, hey, Tony, I was just ringing you about, uh, who was the guy we were talking to today? Well, that's the, the Prime Minister of uh, <laughs> of Egypt. Egypt? I thought he was from here at all the time. Uh, you big fan of Tony Blair? <laughs> <laughs> um, in in terms of my top five war criminals, he would be, <laughs> uh, you know, certainly one of the least impeached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, uh, Brexit? That's coming up, isn't it? Next week. Yeah, is it next week? I think so. Do you know what? Like, I to be completely cards on the table about Brexit. I am kind of just like going completely ad hominem. Like the kind of people who seem to be advocating leaving are the kind of people I don't normally side with on any yeah. issues. Mm. Yeah. But in 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 with regards to like what it would mean for English or Irish like economy or politics, I actually am quite ignorant. Do you know, I just haven't really done my reading. In, in, in ter- yeah, in terms of general convenience, we're like oh, that'd be kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know what I would bet is even if they voted for it, in the same way that it happens here, you know, it would just be like have another thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have another girl. And I would bet that I would bet that they would come up. They would say, "Okay, Britain is leaving the EU, but we will now make trade agreements, which mean that we are in exactly the same position." Right? Do you know that kind of thing? That like, okay, we're just that you know. But because it, the, it affect people going over, like Irish people, for example, just going over to work and living in it. I don't well, think so. I think they're talking if, about if making some leave. sort of kind of. Well, we had that we have that in place anyway. Okay. Like we had that in place before the EU that Irish there was a free travel thing. Okay. But yeah, but people are kind of worried about that. But I presume yeah they bring it in they again. Bring, like because presumably there'd be effects. Like you know, Ireland would then be the kind of only English speaking market like open you know if you're, yeah. if you're an American company trying to get into the yeah. marketplace we'd be the only English speaking kind of yeah. vessel so yeah. although there's all sorts of these kind of I mean 
the level of English in a lot of these countries is pretty fucking. It's pretty decent. Yeah, on. yeah, they'd be correcting you better, on your English. Better than they, to, be, yeah. to be clear, I I want them to stay in the EU. Yeah, you know, for yeah. the, the little bit I do know about it, obviously, and but, also I, you know, racism is is shit. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's um, it's that like it seems. Different. Yeah, the racism tinge of the Brexit. That's people it. One of my favorite things over the last few days is seeing the Irish football fans. Like it's yeah. kind of self consciously. Yeah, have you seen this? Any? It's like this hilarious fuck you to the Brits. Like it's like eight hundred years of oppression, and we're gonna get you back by being really sound. Because <laughs> yeah. the English are like having fights with the Russians and and just throwing bottles around. So the Irish have gone completely in the opposite direction. They're like their coats and ties. They're they're clawing, singing clawing. songs yeah. to the police, saying we love you. And then, and there was a video this morning of them singing a song, saying they're picking up cans on the street and like we're cleaning up for the boys in great all these drunk Irish guys like but, like they wouldn't do it at home there's yeah, no way yeah. they do it yeah. in Dublin but like they're like <laughs> fuck you Britain we're gonna clean up our rubbish it's, a, it's just like everyone's favourite fans it's yeah. genuinely funny I think and people yeah. can kind of see that it's like the combination of soundness and fun like <laughs> yeah. it's like actually like being so sound that it's funny is, yeah. is, is hilarious yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's such a good idea yeah. yeah there was a guy a sports reporter from the UK tweeted this morning like I came I got into the shower this morning when I came back out into my hotel room there was Irish fans like doing my <laughs> doing my sheets and folding my clothes I mean, it's just like now nah, it's going too far like come yeah. on lads yeah okay this is arts and literature what is a bird in hand worth <laughs> what, is a bird? what is a bird in hand worth that's this not what it says. <laughs> what this it is says. a dirty question. Yeah. Yeah. What is a bird in the hand? I can't believe that's actually. <laughs> that's I've actually, never understood. You're lucky. That's not in science and nature. <laughs> yeah. um, I um, I have never understood the saying. You don't get it. Not really. Well, it's like what you have now is better. Like hold on to what you have now rather than giving it away for the sake of two in the bush who could fly away and you won't catch them so you've got that bird now hold on to it okay that's the theory even if the two in the bush are better yes well it's two of them rather than one so you're like that's two I could really do with two actually but yeah but why don't you just try to grab one more as opposed to like two more right that's true that's true. Yeah, like, what if it's some? That's where it falls down for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make just any... hold on just, to your one. Just kill that but bird. Try to get another. Kill that bird yeah. and I'll stuff it in your pocket. But maybe that's an American thing. <laughs> yeah. This is. I had this with them. Do you know the, for... the exception that proves the rule? Oh uh, yeah. That that thing that's really. It still kind of fucks up my head. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I know. You can't overthink that one. Right, that's right. There is one. It's a bit of a cheap argument ploy like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found something which defeats your argument well the exception proves the rule yeah aha and takes one to no one yeah mm. it is that kind of like it's just like wrong it's like just kind of <laughs> wrong right. is right though <laughs> yeah. yeah but I guess yeah the theory or what I've always taken that to be is that because you're like well what about this that well, the fact that that is remarkable that's shows it. that it's not a general thing. But do you know what I mean? Like, that's a really nuanced, yeah, conceptual yeah. kind of argument mm-hmm. to make its way into an aphorism. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like because it's like a throwaway. Oh, you know, but it's, it's one. That, it, but you maybe you need the quick way of saying it, right? Otherwise, it would never. You'd have to, 
in each in each instance get out your uh, philosophy book, textbook <laughs> yeah. and yeah. logic diagrams to show that um, just because somebody has said something which disproves what you're saying uh, you're still not taking it but of course like that would never be accepted in science like if there was an exception they'd say okay well we need to throw out the model yeah then. let's do some more testing right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, can I ask can we have another question <laughs> like that's actually Since you so are. disappointing that one no that's you don't want this or from any category I guess I just feel like no we, we can go to science this is an interesting that wasn't one. the last one. Oh. We're taking, we're taking. Uh, oh, do we do one whole card? Yeah, yeah we're doing yeah, one whole yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to throw in it, here's another one. Like, what happens when the cat is away? <laughs> oh, what it's actually such a weird question. Arts. What happens when the cat oh, is away? Try asking that just randomly. Like, <laughs> yeah, next yeah. time you're out at a pub. Yeah, or just yeah. Like, come here. Just go up to somebody what on the street. When the cat's away? Um, yeah. Excuse me. Um, uh, I am foreign. What happens when the cat is <laughs> It's such a menacing question really in, that, in that situation. Yeah. This is an interesting one from arts and literature, but it's still... Actually, it's not that interesting at all. Okay, what is the most commonly used punctuation mark? Comma. What's your theory on? The most commonly used... Mm-hmm. That just might be me, though. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Because it's like, I can't, what I'm trying to do is second guess Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Because they've gone for some kind of real easy question. So I'm like, is it just a full stop? <laughs> but then the other part of it is like, maybe an apostrophe appears a bit more, or a comma, I guess. I'm just naming all the different punctuations. Yeah, you're just trying to cover all your bases. I'll tell you now then, it is a comma. Annie's first instinct was right I love straight comma. out of the... Yeah. I overuse them. Um, or so I've always been told. So right. we haven't actually answered what... Oh wait! Did we just yeah, say two, two, in, two in the bush? Two in the bush. Yeah, two, I have a gag. Do you know that you have those lines that you want to get into something? It's like an almost Oscar Wilde witticism, right? About uh, women and shaving their pubic hair. Okay. A bird with no hands is worth two with no bush. <laughs> <laughs> like that's really clever. It's really clever. Yeah, yeah, like, it is. And, no you know. hands. Yeah. Why do like, you want where with no hands? Well, you wouldn't. It's like, oh. that is not a great thing, but it's still better than two women who don't have any pubes. Okay. Because it means that they're children. They're children or... Or porn stars. It's just so, weird. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, it's better... To have sex with a, an adult with a, no a disability, <laughs> yeah. than to have sex with two children. <laughs> I'm not sure that needs to be codified into a saying. Really? That, you know, it's something that I have to remind myself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Bird with no hands, Bird with no bush. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's what it ends up my Tinder profile. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Do you find... <laughs> You're trying to spin this into... No, no, I'm just going back to you. Are you a cautious person who likes to hold on to things that you have or do you like to gamble? <laughs> you know, if you were uh, if you were like, you've got this prize, but there's the mystery prize, do you think oh. you would gamble or... I... I um, hmm. Hmm. The box, the box. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think... I actually really don't know. Hmm. I think, you know, it's one of those, like, really hard questions in that, like, in some ways, I think I'm a real big fan of, like, change. I like, you know, I loved moving to New York. I like, you know, like, I liked that kind of, like, I wouldn't be safe in that way. But then another way, I'm kind of like, ah, academia is actually quite safe, you know, and I'm not, like, 
kind of boring you know I like yeah. kind of just getting up and doing a bit of work and then having a coffee and then watching lots of TV <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite boring so if I had a big prize or a mystery box yeah I think uh, I'd probably I'd be like the, you know the horse between two identical bales of hay <laughs> I, would, I would just kind of disintegrate um, kind of like one of the bad guys in Indiana Jones you know just ossified <laughs> the skeleton at the, at the does not compute does not compute um, mystery box mystery box okay I take two two in the bush let let's go with science and nature okay. weighing between three grams and eight grams okay what sort of animal is the tiny common Pipistral. Pipistral. Pipestral. Pip- mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really spelled like kestrel, for one thing. P-I-P-I-S-T-R-E-L-L-E. Pipistrel. Pipistrel. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, is it some kind of a rodent? Three grams and eight grams. How much is that? I'm going to say... I'm going to say a woodpecker. Ooh. Okay. I like yeah. That. Or a robin. I'm gonna say some kind of a rodent. Some kind of okay. rodent that lives in a field. Oh. Field-based area. Field-based. Field-based field rodent. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would be tempted by bird, but let me just say. Pig. Pig? pig? Kind of an emaciated pig. Tiny pig. pig. Three grams and eight grams is pretty small. Yeah. Mm. Like that's something you put, like an amount of flour you put in something. Yeah. yeah. But it feels like it's got to be something. It's not like, well, it's an insect. You're like, well, fucking all if insects. If it is a spider, that. that would be terrifying. Yeah, that's a heavy spider. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. It could eight, be a spider that's eight eating grams, one of our animals. Eight grams for, is a heavy spider. <laughs> yeah. that, I, I, I would not want to meet that spider. How much do your babies weigh? Like newborn babies? Like, oh. I don't know, in grams. grams. I have no idea. More of a lot. Well, a like kilogram is a, ba- is a bag of sugar. So, like, that's a thousand grams. So, like... Oh, right. So... Oh, three, my God. This thing is three like, It's going to be yeah, like 4.5 like kilograms. It's like okay. a, a teaspoon of sugar or something. Is, yeah. Or something like that. Is okay. This thing. Okay, that's way lighter than it's I It's pretty been. light. Uh, I'm going to stay... Well, I'm going to just stay yeah. a very light bird. Wood, woodpecker. Or light bird. Rodent. Rodent. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a different thing. Uh, a a like gecko. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I like it. A lizard. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, two in the bush. Uh, it is a bat. So a rodent. Okay. A bat. That bat. flies. A bat ah. is a rodent. So the smallest in Britain. A bat, the smallest in Britain. A bit strong. We can all take a field trip to the dead zoo and see if we can find one there. They have a lot of bats. Do they? In the dead zoo. Oh yeah. Do you know what they have in there? Is a bandicoot. Hmm. What's that? It's um. I actually don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't uh, know genuinely, I don't. All I know, I know from the the video games, the Crash Bandicoot video games, um, in which you kind of play a a sort of an orange cartoon character in jeans who like spins Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah he spins yeah. into boxes and stuff. So when I went to the zoo, I saw a real <laughs> Bandicoot. It's so much. It's not that at all. You know, it's oh, like yeah. a, it's not even wearing jeans. No, no, it's like a badger-sized kind of rodent yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, thing. Like a Tasmanian devil. Weirdly, yeah. weirdly you mentioning um, computer games, because the next question, Sports and Leisure, is about computer games. What okay. best-selling computer game spawned the sequel, Riven, in 1997? 
Riven. Riven. Any ideas? You play computer games apart from Crash Bandicoot? I play a lot of Mario Kart. Mm. And sometimes Mario Party. Um, if you're feeling fancy. If I'm feeling real fancy. I feel like Riven was kind of a horror game or something like that. It but sounds it like, like sort of a fantasy thing. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, like it maybe. sounds like almost like Lord of the Rings. Riven. Riven. I feel like there's ghosts involved or something, but... Mm. Like... I feel like there'd be cockney monsters in or that. something. Cockney monsters. Yeah. Cockney monsters. Yes, game. You know, it's that kind game. of like... And then, But the real bad guy is, is like Orp. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes, let's let us kill him. You yeah, highly. I've got my... They got yes, lost got in the jungles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay, let's um, Nobody let's knows. Find this out. is a hard okay. card. I was right, guys. Oh. I don't know if you heard me say mist under my breath. You did. But I did say you that. Did. did you? Yeah. Mist. Mist. M-Y-S-T. Is it also a horror game? Yeah, I think so. I think it was puzzles, but on a creepy island covered in mist, but you have to solve... Like, it's like... Okay. Yeah, you're wandering around solving little puzzles on a creepy uh, island. Mist and Riven, those can go on by Baby Name List. Have Why not? <laughs> mist is actually mist not good. Riven. Mist McCarthy. <laughs> Fucking... Mist McCarthy is a really cool name. Mist with a Y. Yeah. Mist yeah. McCarthy. But those would definitely would grow mist. up to be... Ter- like, or, not you know, terrorists. Ter- no, strippers. No, I didn't. I was saying terrifying. Especially Mist McCarthy. That's... Yeah. I mean, you are... That is putting your daughter I right on the pole. when they were... Mm. You know, when they were about that old, they would just be blonde with big eyes and they would just look <laughs> at you and you would just... Turn around and find them looking at you, staring at you hey, with their little up, arms mist? a little too far behind their back. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would just turn and leave. I definitely think calling your child Riven is asking for kind yeah. of asking for something. I want to do a comedy sketch, which I don't know if this has been done or, but like of that thing in a horror film where it's like the kid says something, like he's here right now. He's telling me about the blood. And the and the sound comes up, but just film like with an actual kid, and just say the things a normal kid says. Just I did a poo poo. Yeah. Yeah. That would be funny. I broke it. Yeah. yeah. That's what kids say a lot. It's broken. <laughs> uh. So. So. Come and solve our puzzle. On Sunday the twenty fifth, uh, this is sixth. I cannot get a class in segways. Sunday the twenty sixth at some time at the Sugar Club. Tiny yeah. has an improv show on this Monday. The if 20th. I get this out in time, uh, the twentieth uh, in the tightrope in Anshaw. Doors at eight fifteen. Show at eight thirty. Eight quid in. Eight quid in. Gonna be good time. And great oldies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anything else you want to plug, Annie? Else? Anything else no. you want to plug on? Um, no. <laughs> I don't think I have anything going on. <laughs> this is... Yeah, my... you're here to write, and you're writing. Yeah. yeah. And all of that will happen on yeah. the 26th. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I plugged that I'm back if any of my friends are listening. <laughs> yeah. No, they may well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I've been in the States for three weeks. I'm back. Owen's that's, back. Yes. We're all back. We're that's all back. it. Yeah. That's the big. That's the headline for this. <laughs> that is it. Like, yeah. And thank you so much for having me. Thanks very much Thanks for, for coming. Last minute. Let's um, do it. Dylan, you're next. Until next time. Yeah. You're Dylan, you're next. Only one in the group who hasn't been on. Yeah. Uh, until next time. Kahoot it up. Bye. See ya. Bye. Kahoot it up. <laughs>